Hello, and welcome to the Raw Thoughts Podcast. In this episode, I'm going to be sharing with you some things that I wish I knew before I started therapy. I think this would be perfect if you are planning to start therapy, even if you're just curious about therapy, if you've been in therapy for a while and you want to hear how my experience is compared to yours, or honestly, if you just want to chill with me, go on a walk, clean your house, whatever you do while you're listening to a podcast. Anyways, I hope that this is useful and inspiring and I just want to thank you so so much for taking some time out of your day to listen to me. I always appreciate it so much. I'll see you next week. Bye for now. So I've been in therapy for I think about nine months now, which is crazy. Um, And I just wanted to share with you some things that I've learned along the way and some things that I think you should know before you start therapy, if you're curious about it, um, or if you're in the process of getting it for the first time. This is what I think you should know. (laughs) So first of all, um, I did make a podcast episode before about therapy and I kind of shared my experience in finding therapy, finding affordable therapy um, and what my first sessions were like. So if you want to listen to that, um, make sure you go ahead and listen. I believe... I'm just going to check the episode that it was. So it was definitely season one. And I'm just checking right now. So that was episode number 38. So it was raw thoughts on my first therapy session. And if you're interested in anything else to do with therapy, You can also listen to episode 45, which is raw thoughts on bad therapy experiences with Branwyn. So got some content for sure um, if you're curious. But yeah, the first thing that I think you should know is if you are looking for affordable therapy, which I know a lot of people are because I feel like that is the number one barrier that most people have to getting therapy is how expensive it is especially if you don't have insurance that covers it and not a lot of insurance covers it so just so you know um, the way that I found affordable therapy was through getting a therapist that was an intern or was qualifying and what I didn't know at the time and like when I when I shared the the podcast is that if they're qualifying Um, It depends on where they are in their qualification, like how many months, but, you know, and how many months you're looking for therapy. But during your time getting therapy, they may become qualified and then their rate may change and will likely go up. So something that I would uh, think about if you are looking for affordable therapy is 
how long term you want your therapy to be if you are just looking for kind of short term and you just really need something affordable right now and you don't doesn't really matter to you if you change therapists in the future or if you just have this therapist for a short amount of time I would say go for an intern or someone who's qualifying because they can offer you a really low rate I've seen rates as low as like five or ten dollars I started mine at $20, so, you know, you it's really affordable and makes it really accessible. But if you are looking for someone long-term and it's important for you to stay with the same therapist because with the qualifying, you could just keep the same rate. You know, once that therapist becomes qualified, you could go with another intern or another um, qualifying therapist and keep a similar low rate, right? So if you don't mind that, um, or you're just looking for short term, then that's a good option for you. But if you're looking for long term, and it's really important to you to stay with the same therapist over like a long amount of time, then I would suggest when you're looking in the affordable therapy, to make sure that you look for someone who is already qualified and offers a sliding scale or student rate or a low cost therapy because there are some therapists that do that and it will be a little bit more expensive obviously than five or ten dollars um but i've seen rates around 40 to 60 dollars there also are therapists that do pro bono therapy as well you know for free so it's just really depends you know what you're looking for what's available. A lot of therapists do have wait lists, but um, that is definitely a question that I would ask when you are doing a consultation with a therapist. You know, are you qualified? Are you able to stay with your patients long-term without rate changing? Because if that's important to you, then that's something good going in because I didn't really kind of know that or understand that when I first started my therapy so my therapist rate did go up and luckily I was able to you know she was able to advocate for me and we worked out a rate that was okay for me in the end but um that's definitely something that you should think about when you are going into and you're shopping around for a therapist do I want it long term do I care if it's short term do I care about um having different therapists and changing it up and then kind of making your decision from there but there definitely are qualified therapists out there that are offering affordable therapy so it's just kind of a search around and making sure you make sure that they are qualified Um, and I'm going to link some resources like the resource that I used in the show notes um i think it's like on ontario affordable therapy a lot of them are online so again that might not work for everybody but if you scroll through there you should be able to see kind of a you know good amount of therapists and you can choose from qualified or qualifying you can even check certain boxes based on you know if you want them to be able to deal with trauma or eating disorders or you know, whatever you want, basically. So I will definitely link that below. So if you're curious about therapy, make sure you check that out. Um, And yeah, that's 
So that's basically what I would suggest, you know, the first thing I would kind of wish I knew before I started therapy. Um, yeah, and I, I guess another thing is considering whether online therapy would work better for you or in person. Um, for me, I like online because I don't drive, so it would have to be a practice that was really near to me, but I also just enjoy being in the comfort of my own home, having flexibility with scheduling, all of that kind of thing. Um, I haven't tried in-person therapy yet, so I don't really know, but it'd be worthwhile thinking about that and maybe even trying a couple consultations in person or online, depending what feels comfortable for you to kind of get an idea of what, you know, you like. And obviously... I'm no expert on therapy. I just want to give like my own opinion and things that I wish I knew before I started. Um, So I'm going to kind of go into like my personal experience, I guess, more. And obviously this won't ring true for everybody, but I hope that sharing my experience can kind of give someone more of an inside look on what therapy could bring up and you know, what you can kind of expect when you start therapy. So I basically, the first few therapy sessions, like I cried a lot and I feel like that's pretty natural. I mean, again, not everyone's going to react the same way, but I think it's important to kind of realize that sometimes therapy will not always feel immediately good after the session like sometimes it might leave you feeling raw and vulnerable and maybe like bringing up some feelings that you haven't um faced in a long time and that can be very uncomfortable and you know sometimes even you something comes up and it's near the end of the session and your therapist has to go And then, you know, it kind of leaves you hanging and maybe like with more stuff brought up and not really resolved. That doesn't happen a lot. Um, And if you are leaving consistently, leaving your therapy sessions feeling bad, that's obviously a red flag. But there are going to be some sessions naturally where you don't leave feeling like uplifted, you know, like sometimes you do leave kind of feeling more down than you went going than you were going in just because of the stuff that came up and, you know, having a lot of repressed feelings come to the surface. Um, But it's, it's bad in a way that's like good, you know, like it's not, it's good because you, you are releasing those feelings and you are finally feeling those feelings. And it's a net positive at the end of the day. Um, I think that definitely if you had a therapist that wasn't a right fit for you or wasn't really accommodating what you needed, you probably could leave feeling badly, but in a different way, you know, I don't really know exactly because I haven't had a personal therapist that is that bad for me. (laughs) And so that's just something important to remember Um, There's definitely going to be sessions too where you feel super uplifted and like really motivated and really encouraged 
and feel better, you know, feel like some things that you brought up were kind of resolved or a catharsis. Like, I feel like the majority of my sessions are like that, but especially in the beginning, I think you might have a few, few rough ones and not that they're any better or worse than the ones where you're feeling really good, but, um, I guess it could just be a misconception that therapy is always supposed to make you feel really good. And sometimes it doesn't. So um, that's something that is really good to keep in mind and just be realistic about and be prepared for. Um, I think it's especially good to, if you're having therapy, kind of make sure you don't have anything planned for like a couple hours after. Just to give yourself some space to actually process and calm down and regulate yourself after the session because I feel like aftercare after the session is just as important as the session itself because if you are running off somewhere immediately after the session or you know talking you know not having even any time by yourself like someone else is in your home um, like your partner or your roommate or whatever and like you're immediately talking to them after every time um, it might not give you time to like actually process and can be another form of just like running away from those feelings because it's important to explore those feelings with your therapist but to also be comfortable sitting with them within yourself as well right so I think for me I always make sure that I have Mondays off and that is when I do my therapy. So I kind of have the whole day to decompress after and I usually try not to plan anything for those days just so I have time to fully let myself, you know, relax after whatever came up in the session. Um, I know not everybody has that luxury but just to give yourself at least a little bit of time just to you know lay down in your bed whatever you need to do let yourself kind of calm down and I feel like it also knowing that you have a bit of time after will make you feel more free to cry or get raw or vulnerable within the session because you're not thinking about oh I have somewhere to be after this so I need to be presentable or I don't want to get too vulnerable or things like that like you just need space around that um so yeah I would say that's like another very important thing to remember when you're going into therapy give yourself that time and that self-care because you deserve it (laughs) um so another thing that I would say is probably basically like I guess that you have to do some work on your own right like therapy is great you know you're going to explore a lot of things you're going to discover a lot of things with your therapist but you know the rest of the time you are going to have to do work on your own and remember the lessons that your therapist taught you and you know do your own healing and that kind of thing because you're not seeing them 
every day most of the time, right? You're seeing them once a week or every other week, you know? And so it's important to like not see it as a cure-all. It can definitely help so much and will motivate you and give you guidance on where to go on your own. But like you also have to do the work at the same time and you know, kind of practice what you are learning in everyday situations. Obviously, no one's perfect, but like at least to just even bring different kind of awareness to it or reflect on the situation differently after. And a lot of those things will happen automatically, but it's also about like, you know, practicing good habits and surrounding yourself with good people and getting yourself out of toxic situations like jobs or living situations for you and obviously you are the one doing all of that right like your therapist can encourage you and motivate you but you at the end of the day are the one taking those steps um and it really does help having a therapist like for me I had a client um that I was really not happy with the relationship and I felt like my time wasn't being considered and it was just a constant source of frustration and I wanted to cut it off for a long time but didn't really was had some fears or some blockages around it and there was a day where I talked to my therapist about it and she just totally motivated me to cut that off you know just by helping me explore why I was holding on to something like that that was stressing me out. And it did give me the courage to, right after the session, I just sent the text and I just cut that off for good. And I I feel so much better now. But, you know, she helped me a lot to make that decision. But at the end of the day, I was the one who did the action. And so we can't, you know expect our therapist to do everything for us obviously and um you know there's a lot more time on your own versus with the therapist so it's definitely you know work that we're gonna have to be doing ourselves the majority of the time and you know that's something that I think we should all know going into therapy because It's very important to recognize what a therapist can and can't do and to have realistic expectations from a therapist. So the next thing that I think is important to know going into therapy is that you might not find your ideal therapist right away. And for me, this is a bit of a an interesting one because my first experience with therapy I feel like I found somebody who's a really good match for me and I didn't even have a consultation um actually I just like went into it because the rate was exactly what I was needing and I was just wanting to try it so I figured I could just go to the first session and just see how it went because it was affordable enough for me to do that Um, but I have been to many different consultations before, both for individual therapists and then for couples therapists when I went to couples therapy. 
So consultations are usually around 15 minutes, maybe half an hour, and they're just going to be a time where you can kind of just see if you click with the therapist, maybe they'll ask you some questions, you can kind of just chat about what you're looking for in therapy, what you need help with, and kind of gauge whether they have the right experience or they seem like the right fit for you. So a lot of therapists offer free consultations, so you're just able to book a free consultation with them and see how it goes. I also think it's a great intro into therapy just to get used to that idea um, without having to commit financially, just to kind of see how it feels like talking to somebody in that in that setting and in that professional sense. So I would just encourage you to do as many consultations as you can um, because I feel like it just gets more and more comfortable and then you can kind of make a really good decision based on that. Like even if you find a therapist you like, even just doing one more consultation just to kind of like, well, therapist that you like, like just from the consultation to do maybe one or two more just to see, you know, really like solidify that decision of like okay yeah I definitely like that therapist best um and you know I feel like it's really good that that is offered and it does give you a good idea but obviously sometimes you might be a week in or a month in or a year in with a therapist and discover that they're not really meeting your needs they're not really attuning to you you're not really getting what you want out of therapy and I think that's an important time to bring that up to the therapist that's the thing about therapy sometimes you're gonna have these uncomfortable conversations of like hey I actually don't like when you do that or I actually want you to do more of this because I think it would help me because at the end of the day they are there to help you in the way that you need and so I think it's very important to like learn how to advocate for yourself and and stand up for yourself but obviously if you need help with that it's also okay to ask for help like hey I'm finding some things aren't working for me but it's like really hard for me to say it so can you help me work through that you know that's also something that you can ask and so I think you know it's good to bring that up and then if it's still not changing it's totally okay to just go to another therapist um it happens all the time therapists don't take it personally you know they have training and they have ways of dealing with that on their own so it's not something you need to worry about and take responsibility for because you deserve the best care and you're you're not getting that it's very normal to change therapists and it's okay it's more than okay and many people need to try at least a few different therapists before they land on the right one for them. So I, you know, not that I've really experienced it completely, but I can imagine that it would be kind of discouraging. Um, I mean, even doing consultations and stuff like that can be discouraging too, like not finding the right therapist. And for Sean and I, when we went to couples therapy, that was not the right therapist for us. And so we canceled that and... You know, um, we haven't found another one since, but I'm sure we will at some point again once we start um, doing that therapy again. But it's tricky, you know, and 
sometimes after you let go of a therapist that isn't working for you, it can feel kind of discouraging and it can be kind of hard to get back into the swing of things um, and looking for new therapists right away. And so you might have to take a little bit of a hiatus. Um, but yeah, it, it's it's definitely a journey and I don't think that you should expect that you're going to find the per- perfect therapist for you on the first try or even that they're going to continue being the perfect therapist for you as your life circumstances change or as your needs change you know like as you discover more about yourself you might want to go with a therapist who has more knowledge or is a specialist in that area that you're exploring um so definitely good to know before you start therapy that the first therapist you get might not always be the one, that it's okay to switch any time and just to do consultations, basically. I think that's all really important um, to do. And like I said, my situation is kind of <laughs> interesting because I didn't have to really go through that process yet. Um, but I know it's definitely very, very normal and like... If you want to go in my bad therapy experiences episode that I mentioned earlier, I kind of mention some reasons why I quit that couples therapist that wasn't working for me. And Branwyn kind of goes over like some of the reasons her therapist wasn't working for her. And it wasn't anything like super bad or crazy, but it doesn't have to be to let go of a therapist and move on to another. And I know it's a really hard thing, but... I just want to, you know, put that out there and just make sure you shop around. Another thing that's really good is to kind of brainstorm maybe what you are looking for when you go into therapy. So then when you have these consultations, you kind of have some things that you can ask them about, like things that are really important to you. Like, is it important for your therapist to be trauma-informed or know about family systems is it important for you to for them to be um neurodivergent affirming you know like there's a lot of different things that you know can be qualifiers for you and it might be important to at least brainstorm some of them or even just ask them hey have you dealt with clients that struggle with this before like something that you struggle with just so you can kind of gauge their answer and see if they're a good fit even more obviously I think that if you get along personality wise um, that can sometimes be even more important because therapists are always doing education and things like that and just because someone has like all the criteria that you're looking for does not necessarily mean that they're a good fit but it's le- it's at least good to know what you're looking for going in even if it's not something as specific as like trauma informed or whatever but even if it's just like okay my goal in therapy is to blank like I want to get um I want to get better habits or I want to manage my social anxiety or I want to build my business or I want to heal from this traumatic thing that happened to me. You know, just what is kind of your goal going into therapy and that will help 
you pick the right therapist and also help the therapist that you pick cater to you better and be able to help you get to that goal better. And obviously it's okay if that goal changes too. It's always going to be changing. But to make sure that you know that and that you mention that to your therapist. And I feel like a good therapist will kind of check in with you about that and, you know, kind of be asking you like, how is this therapy feeling? What are you kind of wanting to focus on next? Um, That's what my therapist does. And that's very helpful for me because I feel like my goals are always changing. There's things that are more pressing in my life that I need to talk about or that I want to improve on. And they literally change all the time. So it's very important to just kind of like check in with yourself and see what your goals are for therapy and what you what you want to do in therapy, what you want to accomplish in therapy. Um, yeah, and I think I'm trying to think of other things that I wish that I knew. I mean... You definitely will get an attachment to your therapist, that's for sure, if they're a good therapist. Um, And, you know, there are going to be things that possibly trigger you that hopefully if you are with a safe therapist that you can bring up. And I feel like that is a very healing experience as well, like being able to bring up something that, like I said before, isn't working for you or just triggered you, you know, um, that's going to happen. And therapy is like one of those things that I feel like pushes you to talk about those things and bring them up because I think a lot of the time, a lot of us grew up in spaces or with people where it wasn't safe to bring up like things that bothered us. And so I think therapy is a really, really great place to practice that. Um, because it is supposed to be a safe environment and if you ever have a therapist that is like negative or dismissive or defensive when you bring up things that aren't working for you like that's for sure a red flag like I feel like you should be able to bring up things that aren't working or things that made you feel kind of weird because I those things do come up in therapy even if they're just little things um they do come up you know, and it's important that you feel safe to talk about them. Like, you might not have to bring up every single one if you don't want to, but at least that you know you have that option, even if you don't do it or you don't do it right away, um, to feel that if you do it, do do that, that you are going to be validated and heard and you know, it's going to be kind of like a positive experience for you. But yeah, it's, it's good to know. And I, I wish I knew that like, you know, going in, it's, it's definitely going to bring up stuff like that and, uh, give you the chance to practice those skills, which is great because I feel like we all need to learn how to do that in a non-attacking kind of way, like just in a very honest Um, and true way with the people around us that are important to us because we all get bothered by little things and it's way better to voice them than to like keep them in and harbor all this resentment and stuff like that um but yeah I think that is 
all so far that I can think about like things that I wish I knew before I started therapy or things that are really important to know um, starting therapy. I hope that if you're thinking about getting therapy that this inspired you. Therapy has been really really great for me. I think that it's sometimes hard to see a change because it happens so slowly. But when I think back to my first sessions and how my first sessions went and how my sessions are going now, they have such a different tone. And like, yes, I still cry and I still, you know, feel upset about things, but I just feel so much more resilient. I feel like whatever happens, whatever the world throws at me, I can handle it. Um, I feel way less overtaken by my emotions. I feel more confident. I feel like I'm working towards my goals more and I have someone there that's like on my side and holding me accountable and just a safe space to just kind of talk about whatever comes up and someone just kind of cheering me along, which is super, super nice to have. Um, obviously I still struggle with a lot of things and, and it's not perfect, but I definitely have seen so much growth and I honestly feel better now than I have at like any point in my life before. Like I definitely feel much more stable, um, much more able to not get caught up in my emotions and yeah, just much more healthy. So I definitely would recommend therapy to anyone who's looking for it. I know that it's hard to get started. I feel like that's the hardest part about therapy is getting started um, because the consultations and finding the right therapist for you can bring up a lot of weird feelings and, you know, a lot of social anxiety and all of that. And honestly, just like the time management and the energy that you have to put into doing that can be really tough. But once you find that person and once you start the process and start therapy, it kind of happens automatically, right? Like you're just having these sessions automatically and it's not something that you need to think about anymore. So I think it's really worth investing that time and that energy if you have it. Obviously, I know it's really, really, really really hard if you're struggling mentally as well to get therapy. Like it's it sucks. It's like when you need it the most. That's when it is the most tricky. But if you do have the capacity, you know, I think that getting there to that point where you have a therapist and you're just kind of going on the schedule, it is really easy. You know, it's just getting there that can be a little bit tricky. Um, And I hope that you find something that works for you. I hope you find the right therapist. I hope you find therapy that is within your budget I know it's out there it might be tricky to find or it might you know you might have to go with a therapist that's qualifying but I think it's always good to at least start the journey and try it out and see if it works for you Um, I know that I've had huge success for it and I just want to share that with others and hopefully you know so many other people can also feel that success that I've had and that secureness that I've had and that bond that I have with my therapist because I feel so incredibly lucky and grateful to have that and I think everyone in this world deserves to have that if they are struggling 
and I'm really excited for you if you're looking into therapy and I hope that this episode kind of inspired you and you know helped you think about going out there and getting it and hopefully gave you some kind of tips or tricks or (laughs) things to know um, when you start therapy. I so enjoyed having you along with me for this conversation and I will see you next week. And that's our show. Hope that you got something out of this and that you enjoyed this episode. Before I go, I'm going to thank the people that make this all possible. My patrons. Patreon is a place you can support me in the podcast by donating a monthly pledge and getting little perks in return, like a shout out at the end of every episode and secret episodes that are for patrons' ears only. So first off, I need to give a very special shout out to my Sunflower patrons, which is Patty, Branwyn, and my lovely mom and dad. We have my Fern patron, Gar, and my Sprout patron, Dolphin. Thank you all so, so much. I appreciate you all every single day. If you want to join my patrons and become a part of this lovely group, make sure you check the show notes in the description of this episode or go to Instagram at Sunny Paxton and link up there in my bio. Hope to see you there. Bye for now.